Welcome back, everyone. This is Jeffrey M. Roach, and I am excited to be here with you as we add up health up and transform healthcare through innovative education and workforce solutions. Our healthcare system is facing global workforce crises at all levels and roles. The solution to this challenge requires an ecosystem approach, bringing together healthcare, higher education, and workforce development in a manner that develops new pathways to careers, refining academic programs to ensure they meet the healthcare industry needs, and embracing certificates and certifications as a vital part of the solution. Today, we are actually joined by a special co-host. We are joined by Jesse McCree, CEO of SCPA Works and an amazing thought leader across the nation in all aspects of workforce development. Jesse, it's wonderful to see you and have you here on EdUp Health Up. And uh, we would just wanna give you an opportunity just to introduce yourself briefly uh, before we bring Kenny on. Jeffrey, thanks so much. Uh, great to be here. It's an honor to be a co-host with you and to have this great conversation with Kenny. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Executive Officer for South Central PA Works, which is one of the largest workforce development boards uh, in the Mid-Atlantic. As workforce development boards, we are uh, public-private partnerships that invest in, evaluate, and further advance um, high-impact workforce development programs uh, connecting job seekers and employers. Um, we're really doing a lot of work at the, uh, at the future of work and the future of learning. Uh, we're excited to be able to learn more and invest in our uh, local region about what is driving socioeconomic mobility uh, for all citizens uh, across our region. And as you mentioned too, uh, also really excited to have this conversation uh, with Kenny as it ties into so many national trends that we're seeing um, at, at a larger level about workforce development, um, economic mobility, again, the future of work and the future of learning. So excited to be here and uh, to be a co-host with you today, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jesse. Um, and also, obviously, we are joined today by Kenny Williams from Guild Education. Kenny has over 12 years of experience in the workforce development space, specifically focusing on developing innovative solutions to create pathways for economic mobility for those most in need. He is currently a director on Guild's new employer partnerships team, where he helps healthcare systems address some of the most critical talent challenges. Kenny previously served as a venture vice president at the Entangled Group, which was acquired by Build Education several years ago, where he led the incubation and launch of the new ed tech ventures. He worked as a program officer previously as well at the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, where he developed and managed their career pathways portfolio. Kenny, it is so good to see you and have you here on EdUp Health Up. We want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit more uh, about not only yourself, but also the amazing and transformative work that you lead at Guild. Thanks again. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jeffrey and Jesse, for having me on board. Excited to chat today. Uh, you said a little bit about my background, but I always like to start my conversations with my why uh, for why I do this work and for Guild. Um, why education? Um, my mother has worked at a nonprofit, the United Hero College Fund, for the past 25 years. And so I saw the power of uh, what access does. I graduated from college debt-free because of that and saw a lot of my close friends who dropped out because they weren't able to pay. And the only difference was that you know, I had a mom who had the information to provide to me. Um, and my why for healthcare. You know, I've spent most of my time industry agnostic, um, but you know, I've I've mentioned before we, we started recording, I have a, a baby girl uh, who is almost two years old, uh, but she was actually born at 26 weeks in one day. Um, and so she spent her first three months in the NICU. And when I think about that experience, you know, she's doing better now. It was the nurses, the techs, the doctors who all played a role um, in supporting me and my wife during that difficult time. And so when I think about right, some of the challenges that we've been seeing with the, the shortage, it's not only the patients um, that 
our, our uh, clinicians are supporting, but it's the families as well. And you can't do that when you have these sets of struggles. And so when I think about where I can use my skill set to try to have some type of impact, um, I felt that healthcare was really uh, the best place for me to spend my time. And really, Guild has aligned with some of that work. Um, we call ourselves a career opportunity platform, um, really helping employers, uh, healthcare systems invest in their employees by leveraging strategic education, coaching, career mobility. Um, to help to attract talent, to retain talent in seat, and help them move into some of those in-demand roles. Uh, we've been around for about seven years, um, and we have about 5 million employees altogether who are supporting um, through education uh, across industries, and healthcare is our fastest growing vertical right now. Go ahead, Jesse. Kenny, thanks so much. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit. So there, there are many you know buzzwords out there about the great resignation what are you seeing from guild education's perspective in terms of best practices around talent recruitment and retentions we're talking all about the great resignation but what are you seeing in terms of employers that really understand how to recruit in sustainable ways and how to retain their employees um, in, in ways that really emerge as best practices across the country yeah, Jesse, that's a great question. We do a lot of research to understand why people are leaving their organizations uh, or why they stay. And, and really, individuals are looking for three things that are pretty straightforward, right? Pay for today. Obviously, how do you make sure you have a salary support? Purpose, right? Do you feel that what you're doing is actually part of something that's a greater good and pathways for tomorrow? Uh, I think that that pathways piece is the biggest challenge. And we see that 63% of employees, particularly those in frontline roles in the allied health, and some of those are leaving because they do not see those sets of pathways. And so our job at Guild when we partner with employers is not just to say, hey, let's help to implement a better tuition assistance program, but how do we actually help to visualize what are those sets of pathways um, to move forward? Because we know that most working adults, if they are gonna go back to get their education, if they're gonna go back to upskill while they're working and have families, they wanna make sure it's gonna lead to a higher wage to a next step. And so our job is to make it really easy for organizations to do that at a system-wide level in a way that they have not done before. So just as a follow-up, it's a, it's a great answer. Just as a follow-up there is, so there is, from what I'm hearing, there's both the, the content, the actual training, the actual educational pathway. What are some of the other sort of non-training items that you're seeing as ways in which an employer can smooth the path uh, to make sure that their uh, employees uh, see the pathway and then can actually um, continue down that pathway in the most efficient way possible. Yeah, well, we see a, a few different things that are really important. Um, so one is really this notion of social capital, right? So how are you actually helping your employees see themselves in that next role and connect with others within your system uh, or within your organization as they think about those sets of opportunities, right? I think one of the great things within healthcare is that when you're working on a floor, you you know, versus other industries, you get a chance to actually see, you know, what nurses are doing, what doctors are doing, and all that in a way to say, oh, how do we make those sets of connections? But how do we formalize what those options are? Um, I think the second piece is really around coaching, right? How do you actually help to have those sets of conversations to help grow? Because one of the things we also know is that it's not just about, hey, here's the pathway, but how do you help to build occupational identity to say, you know what, I am capable of making that next step. Maybe I have not had a great experience as I thought about applying for a job or going back to education before, but really making sure to say, hey, 
you know, Jesse, Jeffrey, like you all are capable of making that, that transition. Um, I think the other, the bucket that's really important is really from kind of an organizational standpoint of really the sets of investment and in saying, no, 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 this is important to us as an organization. Um, because when you talk about mobility, helping people move up, that requires right, uh, alignment across an organization. It's not just one hiring manager um, that has to be bought in or even just the CHRO, right? It requires all these systems to start talking in a way um, that may be slightly different than how we've been operating in the past. Kenny, uh, your whole life, your work is very mission focused. Um, and when I look at it, uh, you know, whether it's been your work in career mobility, there's a lot around equity. Um, obviously you went to one of the nation's most uh, impactful, successful HBCUs, uh, you know, your, your own life lessons from your, from your mom and your family uh, all the way into your work has been so much focused around that. Can you talk about how that's aligned and, and, and is supported by Guild's vision, uh, particularly as you, as you, um, you know, shared that it's, it's yeah. the new biggest product line of Guild's work is with healthcare. Uh, how, are, how are you and Guild working to bring more diversity, equity, and inclusion into our nation's healthcare workforce to really ensure that our workforce looks like the patients that they serve? That's a, a great question. You know, I think there's a few pieces um, that we are, are playing around with, and not even playing around, but really driving going forward. So the first is even with our core model, um, one of the things that we thought about with how we designed Guild was really creating this so it's more accessible for more individuals. So with traditional tuition reimbursement programs, you need to come out of pocket up front, you get reimbursed, you know, three months later, once you finish, not everyone can afford that, right? Having 400 full-time coaches that can help someone talk from what's the right career, to how do I apply, to how do I start to move forward to provide that set of support, as well as the awareness. Because of that, right, we are starting to see a broader set of diverse employees who are taking advantage of the benefit. Um, across all of our employees, 52% identify as people of color. Um, at one of our healthcare systems, you're seeing that um, Black and Latino employees are taking, uh, taking the benefits at, at a 3x higher rate than what you're seeing from a broader population. Now, right, I will say that that is not a, Guild is a DE&I company, um, because I think there's a lot that goes into that. But what we focus on is how do we start to remove those barriers and really be a partner with our health systems and organizations to say, hey, this is a tool, this is a partnership that you can leverage as you think about some of your diversity, equity, inclusion goals. Um, I think that's going to continue to grow as we talk with um, some of the social determinants of health with many of our healthcare partners, really thinking about what does it look like as you think about hiring from the communities that you serve, um, being able to get them into the system and then grow them throughout as you think about, hey, it's a tough job market to recruit, you know, talented senior individuals. As we talk about building that pipeline so you can start to solve the problems for today, but also be, be able to prepare for some of these future challenges. Right, that's really where we're working with some of our most innovative partners going forward. Yeah, Kenny, or go ahead, Jeffrey, if you, if you want to follow up. Yeah, uh, I just had a follow up, a quick follow yeah, up to that, which was um, when you look at, you know, Guild's foundational, you know, employers, Walmart, Target, Lowe's, uh, you know, Discover, Disney, which is everyone's favorite, and, and yeah. obviously in healthcare. We all were trained on Disney on stage and patient experience. I'm just curious, how have you used what you've learned with those industry partners 
to then influence healthcare. Uh, because many would many would would describe that healthcare from a from a tuition benefit uh, side has not been as forward thinking as compared to other industries. You know, it's sort of fifty two fifty. That's that's it. 52.50, never above 52.50. Um, and so I'm curious what, what you've learned in that process to kind of maybe shake it up in a manner that's actually more supportive to the employee as compared to the employer. Yeah, well, I think one thing I will say too that's different about healthcare um, versus some of our other employers is that while uh, you know we may have been doing some innovative work here, healthcare has pathways and education have been embedded into healthcare systems for, for a while. Right. And so it's a different conversation about, hey, why this is beneficial versus how do we optimize this to better meet the needs of your, your, your employees as well as your health systems. Some of the different pieces, for example, you talk about that 5250 with, you know, under Section 127. Um, one of the things that we'll really focus on is that, hey, maybe for those sets of roles that are really priority, we fund above that. Right. Um, because when we think about the analytics that we bring to the table to help them think about the cost of losing a nurse, right? The cost of losing someone and try to attract versus, you know, spending slightly more than that 5250 level, right? It makes sense. Um, so how do we start to think about those components? The other thing I think that we're, we're seeing and we've learned um, from our, our other partners that we're supporting with healthcare systems, but also that healthcare systems are asking for us is that we spend a lot of time talking about um, some of the clinical shortages, you know, nursing and allied health, but also there's a need for, for other skill sets as well. Um, cybersecurity, data analytics to support population health and all those other components, right? Healthcare systems are not just competing against the hospital down the street or the other healthcare system, right? They are still competing against all these other organizations for that level of talent. And so how do we help them to think about really themselves as, right, a, a huge economic footprint within their community right, that has so many different opportunities for someone to grow, whether it be on the clinical side or in operations or in analytics, right? That's, that's really what we've been able to support with a lot of our healthcare systems. Some things that we've been learning from our, our other partners, but also too, uh, what our healthcare partners have been asking us as we think about some of the challenges they're facing. Yeah, that is, it's a, such a great point, Kenny. I, I wanted to hear your, your um, sort of philosophy around building uh, an ecosystem of talent, right? So this is this is not simply just working with the healthcare system and yeah. implementing an education program and sending people through and then getting a degree or certificate, but rather a whole sort of ecosystem approach with multiple partners across the community. I'd, I'd love to hear sort of your philosophy and Guild Education's philosophy around how do you build successful ecosystems that really drive a sustainable way to build uh, talent pipelines in this work? There's so many different pieces that, that go into that. But one of the things that I've been really excited about with my time at Guild, um, you know, I've, I've spent time on the, the nonprofit side, I've been on the philanthropic side, I've advised, is that there's always challenges with building this connected tissue, right, between employers and academic institutions and the individuals who are going through those programs. And that's one of the things that we've been able to do at Guild, right, is embed deeply with our employer partners to understand what are some of their challenges, right? We have a broad set of academic institutions where we're able to share not only, hey, you're doing great work for working adults, but here's what's missing. How do we think about building on those pieces? We have a whole um, innovation learning team that's really thinking about how do we help to improve those sets of outcomes, as well as the input from 
our members, uh, right? Those working adults. And so I think that is really the first piece is being able to start to share those pieces up. I think we're gonna continue to start exploring what are some other policy pieces and how do we bring these different stakeholders together to start addressing some of those structural changes. Um, when we think about uh, the career pathways, um, right? What does it look like as you think about supporting multiple employers over time, as you think about addressing some of their sets of talent needs, as they talk about collaborating with one another? I think those are some things that are really interesting. But then also, too, um, how do we continue to leverage some of the great work um, that's already being done in certain communities? Probably with some of that uh, work. Um, it's very common that many of our healthcare partners or other organizations have been working with, um, right, local entities, nonprofits, and all those pieces. And that's an important piece, right? We see Guild as one component of that ecosystem that we can bring value, but it takes all of us together as we think about addressing some of these sets of challenges. Kenny, there was a, a recent article and additional reports that are suggesting that um, quiet quitters, which is the term they like to use, which I, I, I always say is an interesting term because I, there's a lot we want to unpack when you get to, if you've already reached that point, there's, there's been a lot of other elements that have led you to that, to that, to that conclusion around culture uh, for one leadership uh, as another. But in this circumstance of that same report, it highlighted that we're seeing more and more employees leave an organization because they don't feel enough upskilling professional and leadership development opportunities have been provided to them. When you look at you know Guild's work, obviously it's an important part of it, but but obviously you're also talking about in some ways cultural shift uh, in organizations to to think about how you further invest in the personal and professional development of the workforce. Yes, healthcare has done some amazing work in career mobility for clinical, but but um, many would suggest maybe not as far as they should be in the non-clinical areas. Um, want to get your thoughts on what you're starting to see with with some of your health system clients and and where you feel that needs to go. Uh, it's it's a great point. Again, you know, I think the thing that we've seen over the past few years is that right, this notion of career pathways and education has gone from a nice to have to a necessity. I think the the biggest thing in that we've seen at Gill and what we've been able to show with some of the analytics we bring to the table is that when you invest in your employees, that is not only good for them, but it's good for your bottom line. It's good for your patients. And also too, employees are demanding it. And I had one system that I'm working with where uh, we, we were speaking with some of their clinical leaders and saying, hey, you know what? We were pulsing with our, you know, doing some pulse surveys with our employees and they said they want more career pathways. But also leaders on the other side said, this is true, not only for our clinical side, but our non-clinical side too. We need this. We need to start to figure this out. And so I think what you're starting to see is a, a shift again from a nice to have to this is a necessity. Um, and how do we start to get this done? Um, it's, it's not just that we can wait on this. We have to do this now as we think about addressing some of these challenges. So Kenny, there's, there is so much in this space of the, the future of work and the future of learning and how uh, employers can navigate the, the challenges of whether it's great resignation, quiet quitting, but also building in, um, you know, really uh, sort of deep ways to engage their employees long term. What are you in all of this work? What are you most excited about uh, that you're either working on personally or at Guild um, across the organization? What are some of the things that, that you're really uh, excited about in terms of initiatives you're working on? Oh, there's 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 a few of those different pieces. I think the the 
one I'm, I'm pretty excited about is, right, we've talked about this, uh, you know, in different settings, but right, broader learning journeys that last just from like one institution or one employer, right? What does it look like as you start to think about building some of your stackable skills and we have more of our employer partners who are starting to recognize what those pieces look like. So understanding that your traditional four-year experience may not be the right fit for somebody, or right, you still need some sets of certifications after that, um, and that we're starting to get more of our partners who are recognizing right some of these shorter form credentials. How do you start to move up? Um, we're getting many of our employers who are starting to question, hey, do these job descriptions that we have actually make sense as we think about what's needed for the role? Right. And so I think more broadly, it's this questioning of some things that may have been considered sacred cows in the past to now say, you know what, it's time to flip this paradigm. Right. We need to start reevaluating everything we've been doing to address this crisis. And I think when that happens, you really start to see some innovation and really saying, you know what, I don't know why we have done it this way for this long. Actually, this is a better way. And so when you have that openness uh, to try new things, I think that's where a lot of powerful things happen. I mean, I noticed, um, particularly with just the work that Guild has done with Bon Secours Mercy Health, mm -hmm. uh, your data suggests that 52% of, of surveyed new employees cited the education benefit as a factor in their decision to join Bon Secours, and that 43%, not just at Bon Secours, but across all the Guild learners, uh, cited a higher one-year retention rate uh, when they've used the Guild benefit. Um, I guess the, the question is, when we think of recruitment, retention, um, upskilling, we're now at a time where healthcare has, has finally realized that this is not just a human resources challenge. This is truly an across the entire organization challenge. Uh, we're seeing that every day, more and more leaders acknowledge. I'm curious what, what Guild is, you know, what you're learning in those conversations that gives you hope at a time when we still know thousands are going to be leaving the healthcare workforce over the next few years in critical yeah. roles that impact patients. And what, would the, what the data doesn't suggest is, is the number of physicians that are necessarily going to leave mm -hmm. and the leaders that, uh, you know, anyone pays attention to Becker's every day, we're getting reports of, of how many leaders that are leaving. Now, I would argue in some cases, that's actually a good thing because uh, we do need some fresh new blood and, and new perspectives in, in healthcare leadership. But I want to give you an opportunity to reflect on that because the numbers are stark. And I know Jesse pays a lot of attention to this uh, as a workforce you know, development leader in his region, but across the country in the work that he does. And I'm just so concerned that even though we're making some good progress, we've got a lot of supply challenges too. It's, it's a great point. I think one other thing I'll, that before I dive in is some of the stats with Bon Secours, I mean, with our, our partners about the re retention is that it's not only for those who are enrolled in programs, but we actually see people who stay longer just when they create an account when they're engaged. And so uh, we ask, we do a lot of research of our members to say, hey, we see that you're staying longer. Why is that? The response we typically get is, you know what? I may not be ready for education right now, but I know this exists. And because I know it exists, right, I may take advantage of it at a later date, right? So Jesse, this is kind of going back to what you're saying before about making sure that people are aware of those options and engaging on, on that side. But Jeffrey, to your point, right, this is a big problem. Um, and one that 
no one organization can solve on its own. Um, I think where I get excited um, about is that while you do have a lot of individuals who are leaving, um, we have started to see, um, even from some of our non-healthcare partners where they have other folks who've asked about this, is that, that there is an interest of more people who are starting to enter into the healthcare field, right? This sense of going back to some of the three things I looked at before, pay, purpose, and pathways, right? Where are you gonna get more purpose than in a healthcare setting, right? I shared the example of, you know, my daughter. I mean, these are nurses that we still text on a regular basis to give updates about what's going on, right? You are saving people's lives. And so I think that as we're dealing with some of these challenges, right, there still is such a core value that is drawing people to healthcare. Um, and I think as we continue to figure out how do we remove some of these barriers, we're going to continue to be able to increase the number of folks who are coming into the industry and staying. Um, and so, yes, it's a challenge, um, but I wouldn't be doing this work if I weren't optimistic that we can solve it longer uh, over, over time. I, I love that uh, pay, purpose, and pathways. I love that, Kenny. It, I just wanted to, to um, uh, emphasize that again. And, and I love the idea of purpose, particularly in healthcare, as being such a compelling reason uh, why people want to be in the, in the field. And, and some of the concerning statistics that we've seen over the last couple of years, you know, almost 50% of nurses are currently thinking about actively leaving their roles. I mean, this is a, this is more than just the bottom line success of a company. This is the double bottom line of the, the care that our community needs to have talented, passionate, purposeful people in these roles. So how, how do you see um, this work helping to create a sense of belonging in, in organizations, right? To foster that sense of purpose for whether it's direct care workers, allied health, how do you see the work that, that you're doing at Guild helping to build sort of that, that creation of a sense of belonging that people can have at a company to, to keep their, their you know, passion and their purpose going in, in healthcare and such important work? Yeah, well, I think just to that piece, right, this notion of burnout um, and individuals leaving, um, we always talk about our healthcare workers, particularly the past few years, as heroes. I'll be honest, I don't want to be called a hero in my job uh, for too long, because if I'm doing that, uh, that means that I'm operating at a heroic level uh, to get certain pieces done where other people are uh, saying, how is he doing that? Right? That is not sustainable. So I don't want to be called a hero. If I'm called a hero for too long, like, I need to figure out what the next profession is. And that's, I think that's what we're seeing with many of our nurses. Um, now, when we talk about the belonging, yes, there's support that needs to be there. Um, how do we bring that in? But also, too, how do we make sure we have the right staff to support them, right? Uh, one of the biggest pieces that we see is right this need for allied health and medical assistants and CMAs to make sure that the staff is there to support nurses as they're thinking about their role so that they can focus on their core capabilities. And so creating a sense of belonging, meeting their needs, allowing them to focus on what it is that they're great at, and making sure that they have the right support staff in place um, to do the sets of roles. Um, because when you're overwhelmed um, or you're short staffed, you know, you need to operate at a heroic level to meet the needs of your patients and their families. And that's not sustainable. Kenny, we are getting close to the end of time. Uh, and before we give you an opportunity to uh, answer the last question, I wanna encourage you to share uh, where individuals can connect with you. Uh, because I think um, not only are you doing amazing transformative work at Guild, uh, but but your heart and your passion for this work uh, is truly infectious. Uh, 
Uh, and I think, um, you know, like Jesse said, I love the idea of pay. Uh, now I'm going to forget it. Pay, uh, <laughs> pay passion and purpose. Pay passion and purpose because, um, like you, I mean, you know, my healthcare work was, uh, was where I was the most passionate. Um, and, uh, you know, I can remember my senior vice president saying to me, I don't care where you are in your lifetime, you will always go back to your time in healthcare and remember the impact that you were part of. Um, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't think back to the work that I did uh, yeah. in healthcare with an amazing team. And, and he was 100% right. And, and oftentimes I would tell him he wasn't. And obviously he was. Um, and I know he'll, he'll listen at some point and say, I told you so. But the reality of it is, is, is that purpose side is also something we've got to get out there more for people to understand that there's no industry that you can have greater purpose uh, than healthcare. But I want to encourage you to share where people can connect with you. Yeah, there's a, there's a few places. I mean, one with Gilmore Broadly at guildeducation.com with me directly. Uh, I'm, I'm getting more active on Twitter, K underscore Williams one, uh, or, or on LinkedIn. Uh, those are really the three different places. Um, I'm always up for a conversation. Again, I've committed my life to doing this work, um, you know, and so it's, it's bigger than one organization for me, but it's, it's a broader movement. And so anyone who is interested in contributing to that, um, or has ideas. I'm always excited to to learn more and figure out ways to collaborate. Awesome. Well, and I love the idea of uh, we can tweet you now too, uh, for those of us that are active <laughs> there. Um, so uh, I want to uh, give you the opportunity to to just share if there's anything else that you feel may be important in in this question because every guest gets it. So um, really, when we think about how challenging the healthcare workforce crisis is. Um, what additional thoughts do you have around innovative educational workforce solutions that you, uh, that you uh, and or at Guild feel we should be thinking about beyond what you've already shared? Yeah, well, you know, I've talked a lot about the work we do with employers, um, but I also think that there's a lot of opportunities in what we've been working with our academic institutions around how do you create more seats um, and more quality seats uh, for nurses to, to come through. And so we were looking a lot about how do we help to implement more competency-based education programs, right? Um, from RN to BSN and some of those sets of initiatives. How do we really uh, think about ways to articulate credit for prior experience, credit for learning, credit for those in a way that is scalable, right? How do we start thinking about stackability across programs, right? So not only I've been enrolled in a you know, program, here's my general requirements that move here, but actually, each of those tie back to your core requirements to that next role, right? There's a lot that we're really thinking about, not only from employers, but also academic institutions. But that's only, that's only uh, possible, right, when we have this collaboration that we've been building between these employers and institution, academic institutions in a way that there is a clear alignment for what the goal is. Um, and so I'd say that is another area that I think there's a lot of opportunity that we've been exploring on how we better support uh, going forward. Awesome and very powerful. Uh, indeed, because it's really the ecosystem that can really help solve uh, what is one of our nation's most challenging aspects. So, Kenny, I want to thank you, uh, obviously, for, for joining us here on Edup Health Up and sharing not only uh, your passion, uh, but also your purpose for this work, but also, you know, the amazing work that, that you and the Guild team are doing, um, not just in healthcare, but across the full ecosystem of, of business and industry and also utilizing the power of higher education. So thank you for joining us. I also wanna thank Jesse uh, for being, us, uh, being here with us as well as a, as a guest co-host uh, for the work that he does. 
And I want to remind all of our listeners that you have an opportunity to hear uh, not only this episode, but also future episodes here on EdUp HealthUp, where we continue to dialogue around how we transform healthcare through innovative educational solutions. We thank you for joining us, and we hope everyone has a great rest of your day.